0: Yo, what's going on, y'all, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Audible Podcast. I'm your host, D-Man, Dusty Wolves, the Wody Man, Wody Son, a whole bunch of Woldys. Uh, Thank you all for coming back to another episode, episode 115. I actually got it down, I can remember, 115. Uh, We're going to talk some NBA today. We might get into some other stuff. But we're definitely going to talk some NBA. I kind of want to talk a little UFC. Kind of want to talk a little baseball. But we'll see what we get into. Um, one of the first things I want to talk about is a very interesting um, tweet. A little uh, twiggity tweet. So we're going to start off with some some NBA madness. Um, I saw a tweet uh, from a random guy. I can't even find it right now. I should have had it up. But he was basically saying that you know, Portland, we're jumping straight into the Portland name thing. Portland needed to get this damn trade done correctly and get it right and get it done quick so that they can have the reputation among players and agents. And this is something I discussed on the last episode, uh, to where they could be a quote-unquote safe destination. He basically said they'll never get another superstar again in it if they mess up this trade. They'll never get another superstar in free agency again Um, if they mess up this trade. And the first thing that automatically came to my mind because I'm just so used to uh, listening to just a lot of podcasts, a lot of uh, um, you know sports podcasts, a lot, of, a lot of ESPN guys, a lot of um, just, just sports podcasts in general from the quote-unquote experts, the people that are actual insiders, the people that talk to teams, the people that talk to players, not just people like me that's just sitting around that got an opinion that watch it from afar, Um, people that are actually talking to GMs, talking to front offices, um, et cetera, et cetera. And one of the first things in my mind that popped up was, well, Portland never had a goddamn free agency superstar coming to the team in the first place in the last 10 years in the last 15 years in the last 20 years in the last 25 years Portland ha- hasn't had anybody come in and step up and say hey Portland we want to play for you because if that was the case they would have an additional teammate to play with and right goddamn nah or you would have somebody come and play with him and CJ nah in the grand scheme of things, every year we go through this whole free agency trade push, you know, at the beginning of the season, uh, midway through the season. It's a lot of this, this is honestly, this is what are the best parts of the NBA, NBA is about. This is the, the the NBA drama. This is what keeps the NBA moving because it ain't the regular season games, it ain't the games, which is why they have to do, you know, uh, mid season tournaments and, uh, uh, fucking picnics, barbecues, bowlings, uh, fish fries. They're doing everything they can to get people interested in a regular season. And they get their players that they're paying 40 30 40 50 And Dame coming up, $60 million, $60 million, $60 million. That's like uh, 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 three-quarters of a million a game. Right now, niggas is getting half a million a game uh, to not even play, which is... <laughs> Just a salute. Just a salute. If you that they that lets you know first of all how much the owners are making, how much the people at the tippy top are making if they're paying dues quarter of a million, half a million, three quarters of a million to not even play. Last episode we discussed uh guys like embiid, uh guys like Jokic, the difference between guys that's playing 80 games, 82 games, 75 games, 70 games, and the guys that are playing 58 games, 62 games, 65 games, 63 games, uh, uh 49 games. And why the NBA have to put in these uh a pre prerequisites almost, not not almost, these prerequisites to even uh, awards. Like uh to get a certain award, you got to play as this certain amount of games because Obviously, if I play forty nine games, you play eighty games. Uh, our points per game average, it's gonna be a little fucking different. You only play forty nine of them things, but um, going back when David CJ were together, they were going to the playoffs every year. There's some disappointing losses. Some you know, I'm saying disappointing, they lost, but everybody loses unless you're the team that won then you fucking lost basically there's no things like the Lakers right now with their uh oh well we got swept but it was all close games you got swept a competitive sweep i've never heard this until last year a competitive sweep you got swept you got washed you couldn't win a a, a game that's bad so if players actually if it was if it was actually about competition these guys are only about competition when it's panicking time. I'm saying these guys. It's a certain amount of players, a handful of players we already know are out there to play, out there to compete. They know they, they They just putting a ball in the hoop. That's their job. Put the ball in the hoop. They know that's their job, and, and they come with it, right? So we know there's certain players like that. We know there's certain players that, that just run like that and run like that. That's cool. I'm into that. We know our Giannis's. We know our Jokic's. We know our Westbrook's. People say a lot about Westbrook, but the reason why the Lakers pick up Westbrook is because it, LeBron has been getting hurt since he's been in Laker uniform, and AD has been getting hurt since he's put on a fucking uniform. So they bring in Westbrook because they know who's going to play the games. The The reason the Clippers put in Westbrook is they know they need a star or a superstar that is actually there to play the games. Right? So it's not about competition. It's about money. Understandable let me let me not come here and act like it's not about that in the first place, because when it comes to the big dollars the 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 big dollars, the big bucks, and you're getting a quarter million a game and five hundred thousand a game, things get a little bit more frivolous, things get a little bit more easy, but if people were actually about competing, why wouldn't anybody go to Portland within the last twelve years? You're a millionaire anyway. These guys have to get traded to these places. These tribes have to get uh basically shipped to these places. And and we got some people that threaten to not even want to fucking play for certain teams. So, you know, I, I just think that uh and I jumped on that on that tweet about that about that because I've heard it on from talking heads, talking heads podcast podcasts. I'm not, you know, I'm saying talking Heads. I don't want to think like I'm coming off uh negative about the podcast that I listen to, the ESPN podcast. It's, I'm saying ESPN podcast. It's mostly just Zach Lowe. Um but he's had guests and he's had different people on that, you know, that talk about teams having to kind of bow down and be like, here we'll give you what you want. Here we'll trade you where you want. Washington, oh well Washington had no choice, but then being so easy and it's it's because they have no fucking choice. And if you're showing grace, what is it matter either way? Like, you you might as well be shipping motherfuckers out every year. LeBron ships somebody out every year. Every year, two, three niggas is getting traded. That's just how I go anyway. So to act like an NBA team has to, you know, show a certain amount of grace? No, it depends on what's going on. depends on what the NBA media wants to discuss. It depends on who's on that team. Because we talk about getting guys getting traded, LeBron get then got at least fifty guys traded in the last ten years. At least fifty people been traded. We know it's on LeBron watch. That's that's that's, that's, that's just that's just what it is. That's that's just reality. It's not a shot. That's just what what reality is. But um, we've seen instances like Carmelo Anthony. If y'all remember back in the day, uh, Carmelo had the opportunity to take less and go to Chicago. Or get his max deal, the the most money he can get and go to the Knicks. Now, hindsight is twenty twenty. I know a lot of the Knicks fans are were, were very excited and very uh, uh they were just bought it when it when it comes to that certain scenario. I understand. You had a superstar player, you had a star player come and play for play for your team. Uh excuse me, so I get, you know, uh Carmelo not really getting a lot of heavy or harsh criticism. But at the time, uh, and now, but at the time, it was a discussion on whether he wanted to win or he wanted to get paid. Chicago at that time was a button playoff team. They were still together. They were still strong. They, they were, Tibbs was were still there. They still had a strong defense. Now, I'm not saying Carmelo would have went there and they would have won a NBA Finals. That's 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 a little ludicrous to say. I'm saying they had a damn good chance to win the NBA Finals if Carmelo Anthony decided that he wanted to go there. That's just I don't I don't think that's uh, going against the grain. I don't think that's you know uh, I don't think that's being too crazy. Who would I'm saying that. is that crazy? Am am I a crazy man for thinking that? Um, Carmelo and the Chicago Bulls could have possibly won the finals that year or, or possibly even went to the finals when the Chicago done anything since Michael Jordan was there. When they, they won anything since Michael Jordan was there. So, you know, I think it's a, it was a lot of missed out energy on that. But that's another story. But I, I want to discuss um, these instances. Uh, for instance, Bradley Beal re-signing with the Washington Wizards. We know. Bradley Beal only resigned from Washington Wizards because that's the most money that he can get. We knew once he signed for that, eventually, whether it was the year he did it or the next year, he was going to be traded. This wasn't this wasn't a secret, because at the end of the day, why would Bradley Beal want to stay with the Washington Wizards if it's not for the most money that he could possibly get? He's getting like fifty million. He hasn't been in a a competitive playoff series since like 2015. It's been like seven, eight years. Why else would you stay there in the Wizards when you haven't done anything competitive for seven years? Obviously, it's to get the most money you could possibly get. So Giannis had to get players uh, traded to him, to his team, for him to get some action, basically. For him to win the finals, they had to get Drew Holiday. They had to get P.J. Tucker. They had to get just a host of other little small role players because the big boys didn't want to go there to Giannis' team, right? So maybe Giannis may hold a certain energy. Uh, We've all heard in the past, Giannis will say, you know what, I don't really want to work out with y'all. It ain't really all that lovey-dovey. Again, I talked about him earlier as one of the actual competitors. But at the end of the day, when it's when it's time to win, it's time to win. So let's go back to Portland, right? So Portland at at the moment, again, it's been, this is about to be the third year, third or maybe fourth. I think it's a it's the third year that CJ McCollum is gone, right? CJ McCollum is gone. Um they traded him for uh Josh Hart. Josh Holt, who is now gone from their team. Josh Holt would have been pretty good on their team, except they got fucking four guards right now. But Josh Holt would have been great on their team if they actually wanted to compete in future playoff series right now. If Portland wanted to compete right now, they have Anthony Simons to trade. They have Shannon Sharp to trade. They have uh, Scoot Henderson to trade. Now, I'm hearing that Scoot Henderson. I haven't seen anything, but... Everybody's saying that he's the next guy. But again, everybody says everybody's the next guy when you're fucking top three pick. That's what you're supposed to say. That's why you're a top three pick. You're supposed to be the guy. People are still talking about Aiden like he's the guy. And he was a number one pick. This is about to be like year five for Aiden. And exactly. So, and he almost got traded like fucking twice already. If it was actually about competition, why wouldn't somebody go and join CJ and Dame? If you are if you a wing, if you Paul George, why would you find your way to Portland? If you if you uh I don't know, I guess Kawhi want to play in LA. I don't I don't I don't really fucking know. Why wouldn't you just go to Portland? Because it's not actually about competition. And it's never been about um and it what well, shouldn't be about, like say it's never been about, it shouldn't be about these teams sacrificing actual competition. Because some guy just wanna get he just wanna get paid in and kind of lay around. Again, Just to start to so the competitive side of me is saying, yo, you're getting forty, fifty million to put the ball in the hoop. You can maximize that. Okay. But you're gonna be losing. You're not Golden State. You're not gonna be able to be Steph Curry and get the super duper max, and everybody else gotta take little. So you do what you do and then you you stretch out and then you dip and you go out. Just like Ben Simmons, just like Zion Williams. They got the, the Zion is not gonna be a New Orleans Pelican for very long. He's not gonna be there his whole career. He will be traded. He will dip. It, it'll probably be this year. It'll probably be next year. Just like Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. Got the most he can get, and he's he's not even we don't even know if he's even gonna play. He hasn't played really in the last two years. So I think the, you know, the the, the line on what team needs to do what to get superstars is it's pretty invisible. What team has picked up a superstar free agent that's not the Lakers? That's not like it, it, really only the Lakers get to build these teams. Really only the Lakers get to uh, trade all of their picks and all of their young drafty stars to to because they have cap room to trade somebody and for somebody to sign that nobody else gets big free agents. If you think about it, if, if you look at the all the big free agency signing, not trades, not forced trades. Durant forced his way to Phoenix. Bradley Beal forced their way to Phoenix through trade. I'm talking about people actually in free agency signing to go somewhere. Why wouldn't you sign to go play with Jokic if it's really about competition and really about winning? Nobody ever does that. And again, who, who has ever went to go play with Dame? Why not go play with Dame Lillard? He's averaging 32 points a fucking game. That's because <laughs> no one cares. So um I just thought that was a just a very interesting kind of kind of throw in kind of tidbit because we 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 never see teams get big free agencies. Not not the not everybody else not 26 or 27 teams. Look what Sacramento gotta do to to finally get to the playoffs. Sacramento gotta got a fucking they they're doing Roblox they they're doing Rubik's Cube they're doing puzzles. They're doing Minecraft puzzles to be able to do all this stuff. Look what Phoenix has to do. Phoenix is trading all they play. Phoenix just went. Phoenix brought in. What, did they trade for Chris Paul? Or they just signed Chris Paul. I don't remember. But the Phoenix had a very homegrown team. They drafted Booker. They drafted Aiden. They drafted Mikhail Bridges. They brought in Cam Johnson. It bought in Chris Paul. It was a very homegrown team. They went to the, what's the conference uh, finals? And they went to the finals. And they just blew it all up in the same way everybody else does to, to acquire superstars that they wouldn't just be able to get just through free agency. This is what teams have to do to be able to get a player, a, a very good top player to come and play for them. Because it seems like nobody actually wants to win. If people actually wanted to win and actually wanted to compete, we would have mid-season NBA Cup tournaments and uh these three games, you get a special prize, or oh, it counts it may count toward one more playoff game. Oh, you may get a draft pick. What is this? What is this fucking rocking jock? So um I just don't get it. I understand where that tweet came from and uh I understand that mindset with your small market team you 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 have to show um you have to show to these guys that hey we'll take care of you if you ever want to come here do you ever want to do this the the problem is nobody ever wants to fucking go to these teams it's just it just is what it is. Nobody wants to go to these teams. Nobody's going to Portland. Nobody's going to Cleveland willingly. No big 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 star's going to Cleveland willingly. Again, they have to trade everything for Donovan Mitchell. Um, I just had a list up. Um, nobody's going to uh Orlando willingly. Nobody nobody want to go to no, the Bulls. You may say, oh well, they got whoever, whoever. Nobody wants to go to the Bulls. This is Michael Jordan Legacy. Nobody wants to go there. So, you know, everybody's kind of caught in the same web. And the only team that actually signs big free agents, you look what Brooklyn had to do. And Brooklyn did it twice again, two of the worst trades ever. Look what Brooklyn had to do. They'll take a chance twice. They took a chance on Kyrie, uh, Durant, and Harden, and they all gone within like three years. Within three years, they're all gone so I just think it's a uh it's kind of an overdone uh kind of kind of connotation of things but what else I wanted to discuss is I wanted to talk about some over unders we you know i I've been looking at some over unders this year, and it's a couple teams that I really wanted to uh where are they where are they I really want to discuss the first team. And this is gonna come of a maybe a little bit of a shock at everybody, but what is this shit alphabetical? The Detroit Pistons. So the Detroit Pistons won 17 games last year. Now, the Detroit Pistons uh were ass last year. They were booty butt cheeks, they were they were awful, they were a really bad team. But the Detroit Pistons has a coach, and they have very good young players. Kate Cunningham, they shut him down uh, pretty much halfway, about somewhat midway, maybe a little bit after, probably 60% of the season um, in. Uh, they shut him down. He had an injury, but I guess they want him to recover. They won't come back because they wanted to lose some games. There was an emergence of Jalen Williams. Uh, is Jalen Williams? Jalen Williams? They signed one of the Thompson Twins, who was nice. Um, who did it just, um, Isaiah Stewart, I believe they just resigned. Who's nice. And I said it first, but I said it, which is the most important part is they have a coach. Now the coach is probably the highest paid player, person on the, on the, on the roster, on the team. So I don't know how that's going to fold when it comes to, um, the NFL, but their coach is a good coach and their coach. The only reason he—it's not like Monty Williams was doing a bad job in Phoenix. Monty Williams just had a brand new regime, and this brand new regime wanted a better coach, not a better coach, a better fitting coach. Because realistically, I—I I know Frank Vogel just won a championship less than five years ago. Is Frank Vogel a better better coach than Monty Williams? You know, at the very best, I think you. Or even at the very at the at the very least, I think you are you, even um, on that. So you know, I, I, I'm I'm not sure really what they was thinking or how they was thinking when it comes to this trade. You know, they did bring in the, the coach killer himself, uh, Mr. Kevin Durant, Mr. Uh, real ruin your your life, real ruin your coach. You don't care. You gotta go when you gotta go. You gotta go, you gotta go. Um, when it comes to Kevin Durant, but. One thing I would like to uh discuss once it comes to Detroit. Better coaching elevates everything. This is why Eme to Houston, when well, nobody's even batting the eye about it, they paid a shit ton of money to, to 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 the the barber. Uh Van Fleet. I don't know why I call him the barber. my bad. They're, that's the first thing I think of Van Fleet and Dylan Burks. They paid them 60 million combined. And all they did was bring in a coach. Now this is the tricky part about their coach. He's only coached one fucking year. And that one year, he brought the Boston Celtics to the finals. But this is the same Boston Celtics team that have probably been in the Eastern Conference finals like fucking four or five times in the last seven, eight years. So we're really going to see how. And and also, he had uh fantastic uh, assistant coaches. You know, that always fucking helps. We don't know what type of uh, assistant coaches he'll have. Maybe he'll have some of his same assistant coaches. I know one of the assistant coaches was is actually a head coach for Utah right now. So it's not like he's getting everybody. But we're going to see how good he is as a coach. Again, Monte Williams. He's been great as a coach. He came into Phoenix. And out of nowhere, out of nowhere, the goddamn – Phoenix Suns, <laughs> the Phoenix Suns. Like I feel so, I don't know. It's so confusing when I say that. But the Phoenix Suns went to the finals because they had a great coach. It's not really much of anything else. Whatever was the internal stuff with him and Deandre Ayton, I'm sure it has to do with Deandre's Ayton, Deandre's Ayton uh, ability or, or non ability to actually want to play uh, basketball sometimes. He looks like he kind of don't give a shit sometimes. I don't, I don't really know. But there's sometimes he, he looked like he don't give a shit. He looked like he can give two uh, single solitary whoops about what's going on and why it's going on. I, I don't know. Maybe if that's just me. Maybe that's just a me thing. But 8 don't look like he want to be out there. 8 look like he want to get paid. Salute to that. But he don't look like he want to be out there. So Denver, not Denver, Detroit. Uh, twenty-seven games over. If you look on, uh, I'm just looking on thelines.com. Over twenty-seven games. That's plus one hundred. If if you put them, let me see if I can uh, put put them to win any individual. Can I have them win any individual? Detroit over. And actually, if you look at Detroit right now on Bovada real bad site, um, them going over twenty-seven and a half wins, which is ten wins more than what they had last year, is actually even. That's even, and them being under twenty-seven and a half wins is 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 minus one thirty. So, um, to me, I think that the the, the betters, the the NBA betters, and the the sports books—they all think that Detroit will be dramatically better. The East will be probably worse than it was last year. We really don't know what's going to happen with the Hawks because we really don't know what the fuck happened with the Hawks last year. Um, as I go through the team, we are really gonna see what happened to Boston because pretty much all Boston did was resign, was was signed the forward slash center version of Malcolm Brogdon. When he's healthy, he's really good, but he's never healthy. Charlotte will be much, 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 much worse. Um, Chicago should probably still be butt-ass even. Cleveland should probably still be butt-ass even. If you look at Cleveland odds, Um, they are under under 49 wins. It's minus 130 right now. What was they? What's what's they had at that? Fifty-one wins last year. Under so under fifty, they think they may go under fifty wins. That may be a good bet too. Uh, Brooklyn, let's see where Brooklyn is. Um, I don't think there's no odds for Brooklyn. There's no odds for Brooklyn. Washington, we know it's going. Washington is going to be awful. Uh, Utah which is another fantastic bet. Them going under 34 wins. It's plus 110. Them going over 35 is uh, minus 145. So the sports books think they're going to go over. Who was Utah's record last year? I think Utah should be better. They had 37 wins last year. The problem with the the, the West is the West is going to be tough. Let's discuss the West, right? Because the West has gotten better top to bottom. We already know what Denver is. Now, Denver has lost Bruce Brown. We'll see who's going to be able to step up and, and do the Bruce Brown thing in, in the playoffs, mostly. Memphis has gotten back. See, the thing about Memphis is, and I want to look at it, Memphis is tricky, right? Because we know Memphis is talented, and they're talented because... Let me see them to go over 48 wins is is even right now, and we know Memphis is talented because Memphis is a better team without their star player. They're actually way better defensively, and they have an. Uh, they're way over five hundred when John Moran is not on the floor, and he won't be on the floor for the first twenty five fucking games. Which is a lot. <laughs> if y'all didn't know, that's a lot of games. Um, In a very tough, very tough, almost impossible uh, Western Conference. So, Sacramento Kings. We could say the Sacramento Kings are probably even. They should be. They, and they won 48 games. They should be the same, if not better. What's we'll, they we'll stay asked to win more than 48 games. Oh, they're actually at 43? Hmm. Over 40. So, basically, 44 wins and up. They're minus 145. I think that's a a very good bet for Sacramento. Phoenix. Phoenix was fourth. We know Phoenix got better. The Clippers, they were fifth in the West. We kind of don't know because we don't know what's going on with Paul George. We don't know what's going on with Kawhi Leonard. But what we do know is they now have Russell Rusbrook to start the entire season from him instead of him just coming in midway. Um, and just kind of getting thrown into the mix with really barely any Kawhi and barely any Paul George. So we're going to see, and also seeing Westbrook and Paul George together again. After Paul George left Westbrook, in OKC, after we signed for one year, they had a whole concert. We talked about that. Golden State. Did Golden State get better? Obviously, you have Steph Curry, you have Clay, you have Draymond, and you've added Chris Paul. Now, basically, it's basically they switched Chris Paul um, for Jordan Poole, right? So we'll see if they got better from that. Much older guy, much defense. He doesn't have the offensive explosiveness, but he has the defense. He has the IQ. The Lakers got better. One uh, one thing I want to discuss with the Lakers before we before we move on. And I'm saying all this because about Utah, they got Utah getting all these wins. They got Utah uh going over 35 games. They only won 37. Everybody I discussed is either even. Or better. The only person with... Maybe the Clippers drop. In, in the 50. Maybe they drop. I, I doubt they drop. Um, But you, you never really know what the hell is going on sometimes. You know what I mean? So... Hold on. I'm trying to... Uh, trying to fix this sh- uh, shite. Okay. So, let's discuss the Lakers, right? So, the Lakers... Are uh first of all, the Lakers are hilarious. The Lakers, according to everybody, and a little bit of their mama, the Lakers ha- have re signed have done the just the best free agent signing anybody has ever seen. Oh my god, this is the greatest thing ever. It's a fucking sc- swoop de woop and the whoopee blue. The Lakers are good, the Lakers are great, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But oh, one thing about the goddamn Lakers, the Lakers, and especially not just the Lakers, LeBron teams, right? So they, they got re they resigned signed uh Gabe Vincent, uh, where well, they signed Gabe Vinson. Um, I believe a um D'Angelo Russell deal is on the books. There is a uh, they re signed often Reeves quite easily. If all this is why uh, all NBA teams are not there to compete. Who... Didn't see Austin Reeves at the end of the regular season and in the playoffs and decide that I wouldn't take a chance on paying this dude. Again, this is another LeBron thing. Maybe he's much worse than what he is. We've seen that with the Lakers overpay Mosgoff. We've seen people overpay a lot of people just because they played, played with LeBron. Because they look so good with LeBron or LeBron made them look so good. They get overpaid. Moskov is the biggest thing. Y'all like fucking 80 million from the Lakers. I don't even think he played a, a full season. He's probably still getting paid uh, from the fucking Lakers. The, the payment probably stopped last year. It's, it's ridiculous. It's hilariously ridiculous. Uh, but ridiculous all at the same time. So, um, the Lakers and every LeBron James team, every LeBron team, somebody gets traded. Somebody gets traded. There's, I can't think of one season where if LeBron wasn't on the team midway through, at least two or three guys didn't get shipped out the door. So we can say the Lakers had the best offseason and they did this and they did that. And this wouldn't be the first time we've heard a LeBron team say, oh, the way they get this. Well, they signed Russell Westbrook. What well, they signed them? How can they go wrong? not LeBron, Westbrook, and Anthony Davis. We've seen this. Oh, how can they go wrong? It's LeBron, Kyrie, Kevin Love. They didn't win a championship, but every year after they didn't go to the finals. It's not. But it was a LeBron thing. And even the season that they went to the finals and they won the finals, two thousand sixteen, it was a brand new team. Remember, they traded for all the Lakers guys because remember everybody. I, I, I must be the only one that remember this because nobody else be saying this. The Lakers, guys, it, it's been rumored for years that LeBron was going to the Lakers. Uh, is his third team. He's doing Hollywood. He has Space Jam. He, he bought a house out there. And if y'all remember, the Lakers cleared up a whole bunch of roster space with a whole bunch of young players, Larry Nance, Jordan Clarkson, and there was one more player that they shipped out so they would have to pay which made it easy for LeBron to get there when when he got there a, a, a few years later. But that season, they went to the finals. Midseason, was, it was a brand new team. Jordan Clarkson had just got there. They played a half a season there. So, I know the Lakers had a great uh, offseason. They made a lot of uh, really good signings. I don't understand how a lot of people can just a lot of teams can just see what they just did and not want to resign anybody, not want to try to get anybody from the team. I I'm not impressed with the with the Hachimura thing. So, you know, I understand why they didn't want to jump on Hachimura. But dude, Reeves, Reeves is a he looks like a proven dog. I'm not gonna say yes. He, he looks like a proven dog. He looked like he knows what he's doing. And he looked like when it comes, when the lights get bright, again, when the lights get bright. Different guys show up. When the lights get bright, different guys are gonna show up. That's just how it is. I'd always be. Um the, the main examples, you know, you, you got your um your uh your James Hardens, the guys that, that barely show up, when the lights get bright, they get dim. You, you got those guys. You got you got James Harden like that. Um, there's it, a bunch of other guys. I don't want to go through everybody. And then you got your Brunsons, you got your Jamal Murrays, you got you guys that shine bright. Austin Reeves looked like that guy. I don't know if I just saw it. Maybe I'm tripping. I'm not a motherfucking NBA uh uh guru, I'm not a GM, but it seemed like I'm the only one that, that's seen that stuff. So, so let's see who else. Who else got better? It's Minnesota. Minnesota, flat. We don't know what Minnesota's gonna do. It looked like Minnesota may be looking at Carl Anthony Towns uh, for them to trade because actually that's the <laughs> they just traded six years worth of picks for Rudy Gobert. So I don't think they're gonna trade Rudy Gobert. I think it'll be a lot of lot of lot of lot of shit. And I just say a lot of a whole lot of times on purpose. It's a lot of shit on their face if they get off the Rudy Gobert train. Um they just paid Anthony Edwards, who I don't think is gonna be there for his full contract. Um but it's a, a rookie max, so of course he's gonna take it, of course he's he's gonna do what he's doing and get the most money uh, from what he can get, but he's not winning anything in Minnesota. So we think Carl Anthony Towns may get shipped out. I don't think Minnesota wants to not compete every year. So I assume for them, they won 42 games. I assume they won one less game than the Lakers. The Lakers kind of came on late at the end, and they really shined in the playoffs. But I assume Minnesota doesn't want to be flat and doesn't want to be even again. So uh I think they're going to do whatever they can to win. OKC, 40 and 42. OKC, if they get Chet Holmgren back, they definitely should be better. Um. The Pelicans. The Pelicans were forty-two and forty. Now the Pelicans um, went on like a. At one point, it's real up and down season for the Pelicans, right? So at one point they were the, uh, up until like December. They were the number one team in the West, right? They were used at the two-two or the one more, pretty much to December. Injuries come in like they have been every single year for the last four years. This is like, this is like the young, uh, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. With Zion. Zion is Kawhi. He's the best guy on the court when he's out there. But we don't know why he's not playing. And he never plays. We we really don't know why. Because I want to play when Zion feels like Zion. Don't mean he injured. And Ingram, legitimately, just like Paul George. He just gets free accidents. There's always freak injuries. There's always something different. Um, I think it was maybe some some lower extremity stuff this time. Paul George has everything from the, remember, the uh, fucking shattered leg. Um, He had a knee injury. He, he had a shoulder injury. And I believe he, he may have hurt in something else, a uh, fucking labrum or something like that. But the these guys, the Pelicans and, and the Clippers are the very the, – the side pieces are always there. Uh, the Clippers just have the veteran – you know, they got their Westbrooks. I won't compare, you know, Herb Jones and all these guys to, to Westbrook. But uh, the Pelicans, that's your Herb Jones. uh, You got your Trey Murphys. You got your Alvarados. You got young guys that's playing hard. So the the, the Clippers and Pelicans, the Pelicans should be better. Um, Dallas Mavericks. Dallas Mavericks with 38 and 44. Again, the Dallas Mavericks, they decided to at the end of the fucking season so the Dallas Mavericks who made a an obscene an immediate trade for Kyrie Irving which gave up a lot of equity which gave up just a, a lot in general and I may be you know beneath myself I may be going out of my own way here it was for no fucking reason no way you want to bring in Kawhi. I'm not Kawhi, uh Kyrie. Um, I just don't get it. I i i I probably won't ever get it. Um, but the the fact that they would trade all of their assets for a guy again who barely plays. Kyrie Irvin is a guy who barely plays, for a guy who barely plays, just to tank it out there at the end, just to get a high pick. And it just not even really be a very good high pick. you probably better off trading the number 10. Again, this is just like Portland. If you really want to win, you have Luca. you have Kawhi. I'm not Kawhi. I keep saying Kawhi. Kyrie. They get hurt the fuck the same amount. You have Luca. You have Kyrie. You traded your best defender, Dorian Finney-Smith, to bring in Kyrie. And you traded, uh, I believe, some some draft picks to bring in Kyrie. You already have a ready made team. Why do you need to spend the number one, I mean, the number 10 pick or whatever they got on another young player? Why would you just trade that? What NBA team, what NBA veteran team, maybe somewhere in the Eastern Conference, wouldn't take a number 10 pick for a, a, a good role player? I don't know who was available, but you can get a lot for the number 10 pick. You could probably get two players for the number 10 pick. So I, I really don't understand that. I understand tanking last year. Well, actually, I don't even understand that because you could have just tanked and you could have been in, in the, the Dane. You could have been up there for Dane. I'm pretty sure Dane would have been fine with Dallas. This Miami stuff, it is what it is now, but Texas, you get to stay thing too, baby. You get to save $20 million by going to Texas too. So uh, Dallas is automatically pushed themselves out of the Dame sweepstakes, which we all knew was coming up. They pushed themselves out of the Harden sweepstakes where we knew was coming up. I'm not sure how Harden and Luca works on the same team, uh. but I would definitely fucking try it. You got another two or three years before Luca really started getting pissed off. So, Dallas could have just tanked or they could have just played their season out. And even if they tanked, they could have got a top pick. Still, and you could have traded that top pick for another role player. Uh, I, don't, I don't, I don't really get this. You know, I I know when you got a, a top ten pick. I think lottery is seven. I don't know what 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 number the lottery is. I, I, I always forget. But if you get a top ten pick and you are a competing team, and you know you're not getting a, a a top top person. I'm not sure how they read the the draft. How deep it was supposed to be it didn't seem that deep. But why would you trade that for a good player? Why would you trade that for at least two role players? There's some bad teams with some pretty good players that would have traded those pretty good players that were on, on average or bad contracts to Dallas just to bring in that pixel. again, just like Paulette, I don't get that. Um, I, I don't get that at all. Make the fucking team good while you can. If you can make the team good, make it good. So, the Utah Jazz really have a lot to go. The last three teams in the Western Conference is Portland, Houston, and San Antonio. And, uh, yeah, I'm not sure how how good we expect them to be, actually. So, Houston won 22 games last year. Goddamn, they won five more than Detroit. Detroit is ass because Houston was really ass. Uh, let's see if we show Houston up here. 31? Jesus Christ, who the fuck they think Houston is? They think well, it was eight more games, but Jesus. Uh, the West is going to be extremely tough next year. Uh, and Plus, San Antonio. Again, San Antonio won 22 games. They got with Mignogna this year. Will that go up? I don't really know. Will I stay down? Let me just check San Antonio. 30 games as well. Huh? I don't know about that. Under 30 is minus 130. So and what was um Houston? Under 31 is plus one oh five. So over thirty-one for Houston is minus one thirty five. They actually think Houston's gonna be much, much better this year. So if you get shit, get your get your duckies ready, get your money ready. I, I know they had a very impressive young team and they win the the G League Championships, I believe, but um we'll see what shakes the Houston, but Man, the West is going to be really, like, dog, this might be the, you know, I'm, I'm saying this might be, you know, eight, ten years ago, the the eight seed in the West is winning 50 games. Like, you had to win 50 games to even be able to get to eight seed. You had to win, like, 50, 52, 53 games. It's not that good. This, last year, Minnesota got in. That's why they added the play-ins. Um. The, those teams back then, having to win 50 games just to get into the AC is why we have a play-in now. It, it took all those years to defend figure out the kinks, but it's why we have a play-in now. So you can get, get in winning 40 or 42 games, and then they have the little play, you know, you, just like Miami lost the play-in, but they won the next one. So you're, you're able to sneak in if you can. And how many games did Miami win? Miami won 44 games. And um and they were able to sneak in. So next episode we're gonna discuss the the Eastern Conference either more. But to get in the West is gonna be really tough. Um, those were just some of the, the over unders. I think I think Detroit should hit it with a, with a better coach with better playing teams. The the East really hasn't got any better. We'll discuss that next episode. Um, I'm really surprised at them having Houston over 32 games so easily. Uh. uh you know, a minus on that, so it's really gonna look out for Houston. If y'all gambling this year, a lot of the, um, you know, I, I try to look at that. And I'm actually, I'm saying, I'm, I'm giving out fucking gambling tips, like I'm, uh, fucking Rudy the Gambler, whoever expert gambler is. I don't, I don't know nobody, but when I see a team like Houston. Um, getting pushed like this by the, the actual sports books, and they think they're going to win over 30 games when they were absolute trash last year, and they won 22 games just because they have a better coach and just because they have Fred Van Fleet. Um, look for the Rockets and a lot of underdog games early. The first 20, 30 games, Rockets underdogs, uh, Rockets totals, uh, player props uh, for the Rockets. If the Rockets look real bad, if you're doing daily fantasy sports, um, uh, go for it, the rockets. It looked like the rockets have a lot of continuity. Again, I like their young players. It looked like they had a a a a good draft and uh we're going to see what's it next, man. Thank y'all for listening. Episode 115 going in the books. Uh we're going on YouTube, of course. Uh on every podcast, Stitcher or the Witcher 2, uh SoundCloud, uh Spotify, uh iPhones, iTunes, uh whatever. Wherever you listen to shit, we're going to be at. Thank y'all for listening to another episode. This we gonna this is me breaking down the West. Next episode, we're going to break down the East. Um, and Hopefully, there's more trades, more more extra things going on. This Dame thing is just dragging. And the Dame thing, real quick, the Dame thing is making everything else drag. Harden and Dame probably have very similar suitors. And if the 76ers can get off of hard, I know it was put out there that Dame only wants to go to Miami. But if Dame ends up there at Philadelphia, Dame Ass is gonna play. I don't Dame Ass is gonna play. So uh, a lot of Harden and a lot of Dame is just is it's is really clogging up the NBA news. So we should have more by then. Um thank y'all for listening. I'll holler.